0: Do you have a 401k and some savings for future retirement that you don't even know if it's enough to live off of? How much is enough? And how often do you think about it? The team at JPEX Financial Group can help set your mind at ease. We specialize in creating strategies, doing the planning and managing of your financial, educational, and investment needs. We help clients pursue their investment goals with sound financial strategies. You deserve a personal, tailored plan. A CMG podcast. Keys yeah. to the city. Keys to the city, baby. Well, you see so you know Crossed up really by Kobe. We'll float floating Shaq. And, the and then Shaq goes like this. You know, and the rest you. is history.
1: Pay hey, attention. Hey, don't, don't tell me what to do, nation. devil woman. What saying, what saying, but speaking of those layers. But,
0: but I, hold on. Bond. But I, did hold I didn't make record. I didn't make I said Denver is going to win. Yeah,
1: you did. You said that. There's no other show like that. Clovergrass is doing great things right now.
0: Streaming everywhere. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the holes, and it is gone. They don't
2: mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not They're even close to the best organization in baseball.
1: They're trying to be the race, and the race do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankee. Well,
2: welcome to Sports Talk with RJ. I'm Steve Risser, along here with Jonathan Afrio. And a playoff spot is on the is on the line in Vegas on Sunday night as the Chargers and Raiders square off. Two nine and seven teams uh, going at it this uh, this on Sunday night. I mean, the Raiders could potentially the Chargers have to win to get in the playoffs. The Raiders could be in. Uh, there's a really small chance, like a like a one or two percent chance. The Raiders could be in by uh by, before the game on Sunday night. But they but they need a ton of things to go their way. So pretty much this this game is going to determine determine who gets one of the wild card spots in the AFC. And just getting into this game, I think this is going to be—I think this is going to be a close, competitive game. I think, I think, I think bo- both quarterbacks are going to play pretty well. I think both defenses are going to play pretty well. But I think I'm going—I'm going gonna, I'm to go—I'm go, going with the quarterback I trust the most in this game, and thats uh and that is a—and that—and that's Justin Herbert. And I'm going with the defense I trust in this game. I think the defense is going to get pressure on Derek Carr. I think the Chargers will protect Justin Herbert better than the Raiders will protect Derek Carr better. But I do think they're, the Raiders will get some pressure on 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 uh, Justin Herbert and maybe force a turnover to help them. I, but I think the Chargers force a turnover their way. I it's a close, competitive NFC West battle. But I got the Chargers winning it twenty four to nineteen to get one of the AFC wild card spots. But Justin, can Derek Carr lead the Raiders to the playoffs?
1: I got the Chargers winning this one, twenty seven to twenty. You know, Justin Herbert that Monday night game I thought played really well. Just kind of tore up the Raiders that one, that night. Um, you know, for Carr, I think, he, I think he's going to have prop, the Raiders off in the lines gonna have trouble protecting him. Um, he's made a couple of bad throws this year under pressure. I think, you know, the Chargers are going to be able to force one or two of those. The Raiders should be able to run the football on this one, which, you know, against the Chargers, which they didn't really do a good job of the first time around, but I think they should be able to do better better this time. Um, But I think – I don't think the Raiders are going to be able to put up enough just with all the weapons kind of – that kind of been banged up all year and not having rugs. Um, and I, you know, I think the Raiders are going to have to try to win this game to the low 20s, and I don't think the defense will be able to do enough to keep them that low in the scoreboard, you know, keeping Justin Herbert and that offense off, you know, um, that least amount of points. So I get the Chargers going to Vegas and sweeping the Raiders and, you know, get getting one of the wildcard spots in the AFC.
2: Yeah, I mean I think I think the biggest thing biggest question going going into this game is which quarterback's under more pressure, Derek Carr or Justin Herbert? Because you look at Justin Herbert, I mean, if, if he if he loses this game, he probably he, he definitely misses the playoffs. And uh yes, he's put up great numbers, but if you're a second-year quarterback and you want to be considered that good, you got I think you got to get to the playoffs. So I think and this would be probably a game that Justin Herbert lose just like against the Texans a couple of weeks ago. This would be a game Justin Herbert would lose that he that he that he should win. So I think there's definitely some pressure under Derek under on Justin Herbert, but I do think there's more pressure uh, Derek Carr's under more pressure because the Raiders could just get rid of him after this game. They, they don't know there's one more year left on his contract. They don't owe him any dead money. They're gonna have a new head coach. They possibly could have a new GM. They could blow this thing if the Raiders lose this game. They could completely blow this thing up. So I that's why I think there's more pressure on Derek Carr, but Justin, who do you think there's more pressure on to win this game? Justin Herbert or Derek Carr?
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with Derek Carr. It's, you know, eighth year in the league. He hasn't played in the playoffs yet because you know the one year that he was, he broke his, broke his leg, you know, Chris Steve did not play in Houston that year. So he hasn't been yet. And yeah, you know, his coach is good. You know, Gruden's gone now. Um, and Mike Mayock came in, you know, under Gruden because Mayock was like the draft expert and that's what Gruden wanted to help on. So, It's not a sure thing that Mike Mayock, the GM, comes back either. So, yeah, that new head coach, new GM, may want a totally new quarterback if, you know, if they do lose – the Raiders do lose here on Sunday night. Yeah, but the one-year left in this contract with the no-dead money, it kind of makes, you know, sense here. You know, if the Raiders' new regime likes a younger quarterback, I guess, you know, they they could go that way. Because with Herbert, yeah, it's year two, and I know, like, with – Joe Burrow in that second year, you know, quarterback spot has really t- taken the, the, the spotlight recently. But, yeah, for, you know, Herbert, I think, you know, they still have a lot of pieces. Uh, you, you know, he's still in year two. Yeah, there's some pressure because I think, you know, they got off to a really nice start. And, you know, last few weeks, you know, a couple weeks ago, they didn't play well against Houston. But I think there's still a couple years left for Herbert. And I think, you know, this, the Chargers have a bright future. With Herbert, and I think, you know, they will make that Walker game, you know, if they don't this year, then I think they will next year, you know, maybe for Carr, you know, I do think, you know, this could be, the Raiders lose this could be Carr's last game possibly in Las Vegas.
2: Yeah. I mean, personally, I don't think it should be. I think Derek Carr's, I think he's, I think he's a franchise quarterback. I just think he's been in a terrible, he's been in a a terrible organization for eight years. That's my opinion on Derek Carr, but yeah, but, but, and, and it's weird to say a guy, with less talent on his team is under more pressure, but that's just the reality of the situation when you're in year eight and you haven't won a playoff game organizations just want to move on from you. And then when you're in year two and you've got a ton of promise that organizations want to keep you, that's just the reality of of, of the the NFL. So that's, it's weird to say that Eric Carr is more pressure than Justin Herbert, but that's just the reality of the situation.
1: Yeah, absolutely, because the Raiders really around their car have not helped them out. They haven't made the right decisions over the years. So, yeah, I I can't blame – because I like their car. I think he's a solid quarterback. I think he's done a really nice job. You know, that that year, too, the, you know if he didn't break his leg, he was going to be the MVP that year. Um, or he had a very good possibility of – so, yeah, you know, I think he's really shown flashes. You know, he's grew up in the Bay Area. Like he's said multiple times he's a Raider fan. Like he loves playing for this organization. So, He's given them everything they've had. But, yeah, they haven't helped them out around. So, like, I can't throw every, you know, Derek Carr under the bus for everything just because the organization has not helped them. But, yeah, for Herbert, um, you know, being your too with all that promise, you know, they can they have a lot of talent on the offense with, you know, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, you know, Austin Eckler, and all those guys. Like, their, their future is still really bright, and they got a first-year head coach and Brandon Staley, which, you know, the jury's still on, out of, of how good of a coach he is. But yeah, you know, I, I still think you know even with the loss of the Chargers, I think there's a lot of bright bright you know there's a lot of bright spots in a very bright future though because you know you, have, you know you still have at least two more years with them you know you you know I think they have a solid offensive line like they you know solid weapons like I don't think there's much more the Chargers need to do you know they need to upgrade defensively but like I think the Chargers even with the loss are still in a really good spot you know for the future they just need to upgrade little bit in a couple other areas um but like offensively around herbert like it they're solid and they're making a lot of good decision for him
2: yeah they they, they definitely putting a pretty good team around herbert yeah they got improved defensive but they definitely have put a pretty pretty good team around Herbert but yeah I mean it's going to be it's going to be a really interesting game the Chargers Wings I think they're the better football team I think the Raiders you know are a little bit lucky to be I mean Derek Carr's done a great job but I think they're a little bit lucky to be you know be the uh, 9 and 7 I think the Chargers are the better team I think the Chargers have, have, have had some bad losses that loss to the Texans was a really really bad loss that loss you know to the Broncos too in Denver so they've had they've had some bad losses but, but i but i just think the chargers are just the better team that's why i got them going to the playoffs and they definitely have a higher ceiling than the raiders if they get to the playoffs
1: yeah absolutely cuz you know they could score pretty much anybody they can keep up with you know a team like kansas city you know they could you know they could outscore you know they could keep up with the chiefs they can keep up with the bills you know they could keep up with those types of teams you know um, so yeah like i think they're they're so explosive offensively they they they, they they're dangerous you know that that you know Possibly as a seven seed, they they're dangerous. Whoever they play in that first round, um, you know, they they could knock off that two seed if it's ten, Tennessee or Kansas City they, they very easily, and they could very easily go on a run to make the AFC Championship game. Justin Herbert could match, and that offense can match pretty much anybody's output. Um, and yeah, for you know, Raiders, I think yeah, I I think offensively they chose to keep up with the Kansas City. They you know, Kansas City's blown them out twice. You know, Tennessee would be, you know, interesting. I think that would be a low-scoring defensive battle. And I think, you know, Derek Carr could probably make a – you know, i trust Derek Carr more than I do Ryan Tannehill. But, yeah, I I think the Chargers have the more likely chance of, you know, making a run to Super Bowl.
2: And and we got a comment from Hector. I feel as if the Raiders had it a bit easy for the last few weeks with their schedule and COVID putting themselves in a position to maybe making into the playoffs. Yeah, I know. I'll admit, yeah, that definitely – I definitely played into it. I mean, the Browns COVID issue definitely played into the Raiders winning that game. And then Carson Wentz, yeah, he played, but but uh, he did not play his best game against the Raiders uh, last uh, last week. So, yeah, so that's a good point by Hector there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, the last few weeks, you know, Wentz was horrible. Um, you know, yeah, the Browns, they could have easily lost that game if the Browns were healthy. You know, and then the week before that, you know, Denver, they faced, you know, Drew Locke. You know, so yeah, like the last few weeks, they've kind of really, you know, that schedule's really helped them out. Um, and it, it's kind of helped them get in this position because after the Kansas City game, you know, they didn't play well against Washington either. And it kind of felt, you know, after that Thanksgiving game, you kind of felt like the Raiders had a pretty good chance and they didn't play well the last few weeks. And then, yeah, like the last, you know, now playing Denver and uh, Cleveland last few weeks, yeah, they, they've kind of got, you know, lucky with a couple of the COVID issues because it, really seem like the raiders are not playing well and, and yeah they've kind of gotten you know um some help to be in this position and we'll see if they kind of take advantage of it you know we'll, if they'll take advantage of it fully by you know knocking off a good charger team on sunday night
2: yeah we'll see what happens between these two teams should be interesting sunday night charge raiders playing for a playoff spot but we got to get to the afc east and uh the patriots are trying to win the AFCs. They have to beat the Dolphins, and they need help. They need the Jets to somehow upset the Bills on Sunday, which is highly unlikely. But this game in Miami, Patriots Dolphins rematch of Week One. uh I think this is going to be a close, competitive game. Uh, Dolphins had a tough loss to the Titans last last week. I think they rebound and play really tough against the Patriots because they played. They have beaten the Patriots. Uh, they've beaten them three of the last four times they play. Brian Flores has beaten Bill Belichick three of the last four times. The Dolphins, the Patriots, Bill Belichick teams historically struggled down in Miami, and I think this continues this week. I think Mac Jones has a turnover in this game. I do think they forced a turnover from Tua, but in a close competitive game, I'm going to be the upset. I'm going to go with the Dolphins to sweep the Patriots and beat them 24-20. to But, Justin, can Mac Jones have another big game? Can, can Mac Jones have another big game and help them get revenge against the Dolphins?
1: Um, I, yeah, I like the Patriots this week. I got them 23 to 20. I think they do get revenge on, you know, Miami for week one. I thought week you know, week one, they should have won that game. It was fumbles in the red zone. They just did not execute in the red zone. That was pretty much their problem for the first, you know, month and a half there. They just could not convert in the red zone. Um, I think put some of the play costs Some of It was execution. It was all kind of together, but, um, you know, I think Mac played well and I think they got to be able to run the football. And then I think on third down they got to be able to convert. You saw two weeks ago at the Bills they were one for ten. I think they're you know they didn't convert either on fourth down. Um, you know I, I think for the Patriots that you know Mac plays well. Yeah, maybe he makes a mistake or two. But I also like how the last few weeks if he's been seeing some green, some green grass in front of him, he's been taking off with the football and running with it. I think he's you know if he if he got it, I like how he's been able to you know do that. I know he's not the most athletic guy, but he's been willing to do it. He may have to be willing to do it against this week too, against a Miami team that's going to come after him. So, I'm, I you know, I think, you know, I think he plays well enough. I think they do go down in Miami. I think, you know, Bill finds a way to finally beat Brian Flores because the only time they did was last year in Week One, and nobody really expected what the Patriots' offense to look like
2: back then. And he beat him in like Week Two of '19, but the Dolphins were pathetic at that. point. Oh, yeah, in that yeah. game,
1: yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they were. That was yeah, the one game we had Antonio Brown. So yeah, usually it's the house of horse of the Patriots, but I think they do find a way to sneak out a victory in Miami.
2: Yeah, I mean, this should obviously be a competitive game. Also, the thing you got to factor into this game too is if the if, there's, if the uh if the if the Bills are up on the Jets, pretty big on the Jets, Bill might pull some starters. That's another reason why I think the Dolphins might win this game. But also on the flip side, he might not do that because he might want to avoid playing Kansas City and getting that seven seed, and he might want to avoid playing Kansas City in that first round. He probably doesn't want to get that seven seed and, and, and play Kansas City in the first round.
1: No, absolutely not. I don't think he does. I think he. I think he. No, I don't know personally, but not, but I think he, the best bet is probably Tennessee, maybe even Cincinnati. I I probably think more likely he would like to play Tennessee again. You know, uh, but they're going to get the one get seed done. There's him.
2: there's no there's no way oh, they're yeah, going to play they Tennessee. Will. Yeah, because it would be. Yeah, Buffalo, they, they I they think Buffalo match. and Cincinnati yeah. would present the best matchup for them. I think Buffalo yeah. would probably present the best matchup for them because they're they're very one dimensional. And if they can get an, a windy day in Buffalo where the Patriots could run the ball, that that, that that they definitely have a chance to pull that upset.
1: Yeah, I think Buffalo is probably better. Yeah, because I think you know, like this weekend when we talk about Buffalo, I to be like a wintry mix. Like it doesn't really, you know, match well for Buffalo. Yeah, because they just Buffalo's not built to play at home in the month of January. Yeah, I think Bill would love another shot at him, you know, especially if it's gonna be bad weather. I don't think as bad as, you know, it was that Monday night game. But yeah, it's gonna have, you know, pretty you know, could possibly be very cold, very, maybe very windy again. So yeah, I, I think he would love to go to Buffalo again, you know, and kind of the rubber match and try to get them in the playoffs. Cause I think it the team they can be, I thought Buffalo did a great job in converting third downs. And there was a couple of throws of Allen too, kind of broke the Cardinals in for a quarterback and kind of came across you know came back across the middle of the field and you know there's just guys guys open which is usually surprising so I feel like the Patriots you know just tighten some things up you know could definitely beat them and then JC Jackson had that pick too on the last drive that you know he dropped it but again who knows you know the Patriots had a long drive just before Buffalo's even go back in the field who knows maybe the path do go back down and, and win the game so I feel like yeah the the you know, Bill would love to probably face um Buffalo one more time, get another crack at those guys.
2: Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. We got some comments from James too. We got we got a lot of backups can be playing this week. well, a lot of teams teams uh play can be playing a lot of backups this week. Oh very oh yeah. I expect you know there's 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 some teams like I could you never know, know with the Packers because the Packers are saying mm-hmm. that they Aaron Rodgers wants to play we'll get into that but then like the team like the Eagles who's been decimated by COVID they're probably gonna play a lot of their backups I could see now the Bengals seeing all the COVID issues there they could play a lot of their backups so yeah good point by James there I, yeah. but I think right were say, before Justin? we went on
1: I think right before we went on air Joe Burrow did they you the know, like, Brown did announce that he's gonna sit out this week they like, oh, okay. It, like, okay. I think they announced okay. that so.
2: Okay, gotcha. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. So, so yeah, I mean, if a lot of backups are going to be – yeah, there's, that's a good point by James right there. But we got to stay in the AFC East, and the Bills are trying to win the AFC East for the second year in a row. They should this week against the Jets. But the, the Jets were competitive last week against the Buccaneers. But but I just think that the Bills, with everything on the line, they don't lose this game. I think Devin Singletary is another good game on the ground. I think Josh Allen has a pretty good game, too. And I think the Bills defense forces Zach uh Zach Wilson to turn the ball over a couple times. That's why I got the Buffalo Bills winning the AFC East for the second year in a row, beating the Jets 20 to 7 to 10. But Justin. Can Zach Wilson lead the Jets to a huge upset win?
1: It's going to be very challenging. I got the Bills twenty-eight to thirteen. I thought Zach probably put his best game last week. I thought he was very confident. I thought he made some really nice throws. Um, you know, again, there's so you know there's a couple downs. I thought a couple of throws weren't the brightest, but again, I, I thought you know he showed a lot of confidence. I thought he showed a lot of poise. I thought he played well last week, and you know I think it's a good spot here for the Jets, but. I think in this game, it sounds like to be like a winnery mix all the whole time. So I think you're going to have to rely a lot on the ground game. So maybe the Jets can use them more as a running threat because he's very athletic, you know, it'd be interesting to Jets use him that way. Maybe have a big game on the ground, but other than that, I think it's going to be very tough, especially if they get behind early. It, you know, look at the weather. It does not seem like it's be a game where, you know, you're going to be able to throw the ball over the place and have a ton of success Sunday. So you know, if they can somehow get a lead, be able to run the football, especially with Zach, then maybe, very slight possibility. But I, I think the Bills should be able to take um, – the Bills should be able to win this game 2013 at home.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a game the Bills should win, get a home game in the playoffs, get a home game in the playoffs, and win the AFCs for the second year in a row. But we got we got to talk about a situation with the Buccaneers. I mean, they, they do play the Panthers this week, but first – we got to talk about the Antonio Brown situation. I mean that that was a uh, that was a. Cra- I've never seen anything like that. I mean in that Browns Jets game. Him taking his taking his jersey off, taking all his pads off, and then walking out of the stadium. Uh, just a, an unfortunate situation for Antonio Brown. Bruce Arians making the right call, saying that uh, that he that uh, he's no longer a buck. He can't come back after that. And for, and for the guy, I hope he gets the help he needs. I really do. I hope he gets the help he needs right now. I mean, that, that I mean, I mean, I just hope, I hope right now. I just I just hope he he gets help right now because mental illness is very very it's a very serious thing. And I, th- I hope Antonio Brown he, he shouldn't be playing, playing football right now would enable him. He needs to be getting he needs to be getting help uh, before he 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 gets onto any NFL team.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, that's something I've never seen before. Um, you know, it's you know, it's something you never think you're going to see. Yeah, there's something that he definitely needs help right now. You know, and I think like a guy like Brady should be there for, him. you know, it's like guys in a circle, a guy like Brady has known for, for so long. I think he's a he's guy that needs to tell him like, hey, you know, you need to kind of, you know, you need to get help in this because, yeah, so it's Something's not right. And I know, you know, he hasn't been cut yet. It sounds like, you know, they're trying to figure out if they can pay him or, you know, like, it's crazy. I just, yeah, it just, you know, it sounds like he's trying to, sounds like somebody from the Tampa Bay Times on there was, you know, saying like Antonio Brown was, has been injured the whole week and he wasn't well enough to play in the first place. But then I, I was kind of thinking like okay maybe but then it's like you see him doing jumping jacks in the end zone and he looks perfectly fine so I don't I don't know if he's gonna be able to have a case in that but I just it, it's crazy and I don't you know he he should not be playing football anytime soon I don't think he will I think you know again he's a guy that, that's got all you know the ultimate talent in the world and we've seen it but he just hasn't been able to really stay on the field you know, for a while since being in Pittsburgh and like Tomlin, you know, that guy deserves a lot of credit for, you know, keeping him in line for so long for, because, you know, since leaving Pittsburgh, it hasn't been good, but yeah, I just, you know, I just hope he just gets the help he needs because he needs it. And I hope somebody is there telling him that you do need it because it's, you know, there's going to be a point in time where he's done with football. Maybe that point in time t- now and you're going to need to get help for the rest of your life and kind of just, you know, you know, he's only in his thirties, you know, he's got a lot of time left. So, you know, you hope that something kind of, you know, um, he gets help, you know, and um, Hector's comment, Terry Bradshaw to me was a bit out of line with his comments toward Antonio Brown. If the man is dealing with mental illness and help, then somebody needs to help him, and I absolutely, absolutely. somebody does.
2: I absolutely agree with that. Absolutely agree, agree with that. Yeah, absolutely agree with that. That that he needs help. That's a that's a that's a great comment by Hector there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He, you know, they, he does. You know, somebody in his circle needs to go help him. You know, maybe you know Tom Brady maybe should be that guy because he seemed like they're very close. And you know, I don't know if he but AB was you know how long? I know right when he signed there in Tampa for AB, he was living with the Brady household. I don't know if he still is. I would assume he found it. His own blade by now, but like somebody like Brady he seemed very close to to kind of step up and say, Hey, you need help because it seems like Antonio Brown really respects him, but that's just me. And uh, James, I the total right now or the under for the Bills game right now is 42. This
2: 42, kind of 42. Well, so, yeah. so, so I would have, so I would have the, uh, I'd have the, I'd have the under, which what were you, you were 28? i had 20, 13, 13,
1: right? So, yeah, I have the under. So, you but would there. have the under too.
2: We both yeah. would have the under in that game. Well shifting to the Buccaneers right now, the Bucks and the uh, the Bucs and the Panthers. I think uh, I think the Buccaneers win this game because they're still playing for seeding. I think they win this game by a couple scores, even though they have injuries. The Panthers offense has been absolutely pathetic. And I think Sam Darnold's gonna struggle, throw a pick or two. That's why I got the Bucks winning twenty-seven, uh, two thirteen. Just I assume you got the Bucks winning as well.
1: Yeah, I hit the Bucks twenty four to seventeen. I thought Darnold played pretty well last week for the most part. I thought that you know, it wasn't great, but I thought he played all right for how bad they've been lately. Um, yeah, with everything they've got, the Bucks injury wise, you know, who knows that this turns into distraction for them. I think, you know, Carolina keeps it close. I think their defense kind of keeps this thing tight. I don't think Carolina's going to be able run the football very well. Don't know if a couple of picks, but I do see Carolina's defense keeping them in this game with just everybody the Buccaneers have out right now.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think could stay in the game, but there's no way they're going to win the game. I Mm -hmm. I think yours was a little bit close, a little bit, a little too close there. I think that Tampa Bay, still with Tom Brady, that that he'll he'll still have, he'll still. I think the books still win this game by a couple scores. I know they struggled last week, but I I still at home. I think they take care of business and win it by a couple scores.
1: It wouldn't surprise me. You know, they they definitely are a better team. It wouldn't. It would. You know, like last week, I don't think anybody thought the Jets were going to go in there and, and, you know, have any chance, especially towards the end of that game right there. But look, you know, who knows? I, you know, I don't know that Carolina's really fighting for Matt rule. Seemed like last week they kind of fought there for Matt rule. They're You know, I know 10 New Orleans offense is shot, but, you know, I think that, you know, I think Matt rule gets them fired up and I think they keep it close. I just, I'm still a little, and I know Tom Brady, I'm still a little suspect right now, the Buccaneers offense. I just, I, I know everything's out. I didn't, they may have Fournette back. But, you know, for the playoffs, I don't – I, I got to see him one more time. I just wasn't – didn't really like the performance last week.
2: Yeah, we'll see what happens with the Bucks. We'll see We'll see what happens there. But we got to get to the NFC East, and we'll first talk about uh, the matchup on Saturday night between the Cowboys and Eagles. Not talk that much about the game. I think the Cowboys win this game big because the Eagles are going to be resting all their stars. I got them winning it 31 to 10. Dustin, I assume you got the same. But the bigger question is, is – which team is going to make more noise in the playoffs? And and I, and I think if I had to pick, it would be the Cowboys. But I don't think their team makes noise in the playoffs. I think there's a reason why the Cowboys won't make noise in the playoffs. First, Mike McCarthy's clock management has been absolutely horrendous this year, and it came back and it came back to bite him. It came finally came back to it finally caught up to him this week. I mean, obviously, you saw in week two when he let 24 seconds go off the clock, and then Zach then a zero line bailed him out, and hit a 56 yard field goal. Week three, call a timeout against the Eagles right before the half. Week 15 against the Giants, didn't didn't call a timeout. Let the clock run, and they kicked a field goal. It finally caught up to him this week. There was a fumble by uh, Chase Edmonds fumbles, and and he had no, had no timeouts left, so he couldn't challenge the play. And he costed the Cowboys a chance to win that game. His poor clock management caught up to him. Second for the Cowboys, what's really great on that team outside of Micah Parsons? Dak Prescott, he's good. He's not great. Amari Cooper, CD Lamb, good, not great. Offensive line, good, not as good as it used to be. Uh, the uh, two edge rushers, Randy Gregory, good, not great. Uh, Tavon Diggs, yeah, he's a 11 interceptions, but I think feel like he's overrated. So I think it's a there's a lot of good on the Cowboys, not great, and the coaching is not going to be able to overcome it. That's why I think the Cowboys only win one play, only win one, only win one playoff game at most, and don't get out of the divisional round. And then for the Eagles. I, I don't think the, I don't think the Eagles go far. I don't think the Eagles go far in the playoffs. They've had a good year. This is any disrespect to them, but the problem with the Eagles has been the problem with the Eagles is uh, with their roster. They don't really have you know anybody on the outside. Devonte Smith has been decent, but he's no Jamar Chase. Uh, Jalen Thalen Hurts at times makes bad decisions. As we saw in that giant game. And then my biggest issue is the I don't trust Nick Sirianni. I'm not sold on Nick Sirianni. I know they're nine and seven, but I'm not sold on the head coach. And a big reason for it is the slow starts. That game against the Giants, they lost. They were down ten nothing in the third quarter. The Jets, the first half against the Jets, they gave up eighteen points. Uh, the game against the, the game against the Washington with Garrett Gilbert at the starter, they were down ten nothing. Even that Giant game, they won thirty four to ten week six seven in week sixteen. It was a three three game at halftime, and then the game last week where they were down sixteen to seven at at the half, but. They were they were they were able to get they were able to have a really good second half. And we were able to win that game, but they were lucky. They were playing the Washington football team, the, the Washington football team twice, the Giants twice, and the Jets. That's not going to happen in the playoffs. That's why I don't think this team goes further in the playoffs. Justin, I know you got the Cowboys winning. Which team do you? if, if either team, which team do you think makes more noise in the playoffs?
1: Yeah, I get Dallas 31 to 13, I'll a 13 that effort. But yeah, I, I gotta go Dallas, even though I, I don't think Sanders is listening right now. But yeah, I try to trust the Cowboys for yeah. the week. I
2: I I, I think Sanders is hi- hiding. I think Sanders hiding right now because uh he knows we're bashing the Cowboys. He knows the truth is there. I, I even commented yeah. on through the Pot Sports last night, said the Cowboys would not win more than one playoff <laughs> game, and he agrees with me. He knows what he knows it now. He what I've been saying yeah. since week what, since I've been saying since week nine, is coming true. I told him because I've seen this so many times. I've seen this for, for my entire life. The Cowboys have never been great in my entire life. And and then people try to try to convince me, oh, this year's different. This year's different. Sunday showed why this year isn't different. I mean, all you know, the all the guys the Cardinals, the Cowboys were mostly healthy. Look at all the guys the Cardinals had out. They had DeAndre Hopkins out, they had Jay Connor out, they had uh, they had DJ Humphreys out, they had Marcus Golden out, they had Rondell Moore out. All the countries the Cardinals had, they still went in there and won the game. So that, that's why, you know, this year is not different for the for, for the Cowboys we got a comment from Hector so Dallas win a wild card game it's possible they could. no they play the Cardinals or Rams I'm definitely picking against them to win that game yeah. I'm just saying if they somehow get the number two or three seed and they play like the Eagles in the first round that's where I, that's where I'm referencing they could win a wild card game you know for sure if they play the Cardinals or Rams I am definitely not picking them in that game
1: yeah I probably go with the Rams or Cardinals right now even after like Queen tried to hand Mike McCarthy the game as much as possible, you know, he, he tried to give back, you know, trying to give him a gift back to but McCarthy still wouldn't take it. But yeah, you know, Dallas to meet Dallas will be the four seed more than likely. So they probably either, you know, so yeah, they're probably going to get either Arizona, you know, or, or, or LA, which I don't really feel great about Matt Stafford right now, but I'd probably still take the Rams over the Cowboys right now. Cause yeah, I have no trust in them. It just – yeah, this offense, they show flashes, but it's – they haven't really, like, again, watched it two weeks ago. They played well. It's just – it's been the inconsistency all year. You know, the second – or the third quarter, um, New Orleans, yeah, they'll be the seven. Um, yeah. If, so, they, if, if
2: yeah. they if they win, yeah, they'll be the seventh yeah. seed in the playoffs. Yeah. Dallas will be the fourth. Yeah, Dallas – there'll be a lot – a lot will have to happen if that, for Dallas not to be the number four
1: seed. Yeah. Yeah, more than likely I can't see, you know, Tam Bay losing, I you know – um, yeah, I can't see him getting up to the two seat. I think it's just too much of a, an ask, you know, right now. But, um, yeah, I just, I think Dallas, it's just the inconsistency offensively, the coaching, as you mentioned, um, you know, dad, yeah, Michael Michael Parsons has been unbelievable this year. He should be in the running, you know, obviously one rookie defense player of the year. Could be, you know, he should be, you know, he's in the defensive player of the year category as well. You know, he's been outstanding. He's really helped that defense out a lot this year, but it's like, yeah, the third quarter they were in what, like three plays or like five plays. Like they, did you know, they just got back to back three and outs coming out of the third quarter. Like, you know, I just thought it was just poor execution there by the Cowboys. I just do. You don't know what you're going to get. Like, yeah, this week against Philadelphia, they'll probably look like, you know, they'll probably look like deal with some Patriots this week, but. It, it's decent. hard not
2: to. It, oh it probably will be hard not to to to, to look really yeah. good against Philly this week.
1: Yeah, it will, because they'll be going up into a second teamers And so, but yeah, I think Philly goes, I mean, Dallas goes farther. And the reason why I can't take Philly is what's their best win at home at New Orleans. That's you know, they've they up on everybody they should, but they haven't been anybody they shouldn't. And they're sitting there as a six seed. They ain't going, you know, they're not they're not winning the game, you know, um, uh, whoever they get that three spot, you know. I, just, I think I just the only can't see chance.
2: It. I think the only chance they have to win a game is if they play the Cowboys because they know that they they know the Cowboys. It'd be their third time playing the Cowboys, so they know them, and they're going to be able to see this week what the Cowboys are doing because the Cowboys are going to play their starters. So I think the only team they could beat in the playoffs is is the Cowboys. So they, to me, they can't beat any team in the West. They can't beat they can't beat the. uh they can't beat the Bucs, and they can't beat the Bucks. So the only team they could beat in the postseason, to me, is 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 is, is the uh, is the cow is the Cowboys. And they, yeah, it always says Bucks versus Eagles would it would be right yeah. now. That's a terrible, terrible matchup for the, Tampa, for, the uh, for the for the for the Eagles because because the, the Bucks stopped the run well. So I think the Bucks would oh, yeah. even with the injuries the Bucks have, the Bucks would still beat them by a couple scores. So yeah, and and you said the Eagles haven't beaten anyone that they've been that they've been, they been, they have been that that's uh, better than them. That's because the head coach. I'm not sold on the head coach. I don't think the head, this team can beat teams that they're more talented than, but they can't beat teams with more talent. And that shows you why Nick Sirianni has – and a lot of people say, oh, Nick Sirianni's done a really good job. No, he hasn't. He has not proven to be a solid coach in the league yet.
1: No, they haven't. They haven't beaten anybody they shouldn't. You know, they, they being up on the Giants. or Actually, well, they split with the Giants. But, yeah, like that game was – again, I don't know how – that's inexcusable they lost the game. You know, they beat up on Washington, very banged up Washington team that's been battling COVID for a while. And they beat the Jets. So yeah, you know, and I feel like too, like Sirianni, they kind of get behind and he just abandons the run game. And again, that's your strength of your team. And it's just, I don't know why. And it's he's not the only coach that does it, but it's like it's the strength of your team. You gotta, you know, stick with it as long as you as long as you can. And you know, cause Jalen Hurts is you know, such a better quarterback when he's able to use play action, when he's able to run. That's what's made the Eagles a lot, you know, it's helped the Eagles win. And I know, yeah, you know, they beat about a lot of bad teams this year, you know, but they were competitive against the Chargers. I know because the Chargers really can't stop the run. You know, they were competitive for a while in that Thursday night game against the Bucs. You know, they won a lot by six, but yeah, I think the Bucks would probably beat them by a couple of scores. Yeah, I, I can't see Jalen Hurts beating Tampa Bay through the air. Probably make some plays, but. Yeah, I, again, I think Tom Brady would tear them up. So, yeah, I can't see the Eagles winning a game unless if it's Dallas. It's a division game, third time around. Yeah, they'll scout Dallas this week, you know. And I think the Eagles are a little bit different than they were week two with the way they've kind of gotten the run game going about halfway through the year. So, yeah, I, I, the Eagles would be the only chance they would have that they do put Dallas. And that's on, very unlikely of happening.
2: Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So we got to stay in the NFC East, and we'll, and Washington goes to the Meadowlands to, the to face the Giants. I mean, I think Washington will win this game by a couple scores. The Giants have been absolutely inept offensively, and they're I think they're going to continue to be inept offensively. Washington obviously will do enough on offense to win this game. Washington's not a good team, but they're right now they're much better than the Giants. They've at least been competing in games like last week against the Eagles. So I, I got I got the I got the Washington football team winning twenty three to nine uh, I assume, Justin, got I assume you got the same.
1: Yeah, I got Washington 24 to 6. Um it just yeah, the Giants are right now I just again last week just horrible. Um Giants will score their next TD yeah, that, next. Yeah, that's year 100% try, right. Over oh, they're, right
2: They're not scoring a touchdown on, on Sunday. They've had realistically the Giants outside of these three garbage time touchdowns, the two garbage time touchdowns against the Chargers and the garbage time touchdown against the Eagles. They've only scored one touchdown in their last in, in their last 5 games. One touchdown. That is embarrassing. That's pathetic. Yeah. That is absolutely pathetic. And, and it's, it's going to lead me to my next point about the head coach before you respond to, you know, me, me talking about the – you to, to the Giants only having one touchdown. Right now their offense is just pathetic.
1: Yeah, it's pathetic. And and I know – look, Daniel's been out. But you've seen backup quarterbacks throughout the league play well. You had Cole McCorn last year. You saw what he did when Kyle Murray was out. You know, you, you've seen what some backup quarterbacks can do. And to have Mike Lennon in, – in, you know, Jake from just looked completely lost. It's, it just, you know, again, that's, that's on gentlemen more than, you know, I can't really blame judge for the pick of the backup quarterback, but yeah, it's again, the kitchen's offense has just been horrible to take it over. I know he has, he's had Daniel Jones for what, like a half, but still like, it just, you know, the bears are really good at stopping the run. You know, they're pretty good. They, again, they just, Nothing goes – you know, they just haven't done anything well. And this week, if I'm the Giants, if Tony could play, why don't you just have Tony play quarterback? Because Jake Jake Fromm or Brian Lewarkin – Lewarkin's definitely worse. When I used that Michigan State, I didn't think he was anything special. I, I, You know, if Tony's healthy, I would throw him back there and just see what he can do. Because they can't get any worse.
2: Oh, we just came up with another stat. The Giants scored 23 touchdowns this season, 10 coming into the fourth quarter. And those were given to them because the team had already lost the game. Yeah, and I could reference – uh, because their team had already uh, won the game. Yeah, and I could reference another one against the Rams where they that was another garbage-time touchdown the Giants scored. They scored another mm-hmm. garbage-time touchdown in week one, so they've scored a bu- – Yeah, this point-per-game average is much worse than it is because of all these garbage-time touchdowns.
1: Wow, that is bad. I didn't think it was that bad. But, like, the 10th – I didn't think it was, like, half their touchdown in the fourth quarter. Like, wow. It, that I, – I just – Again, some of that's on Daniel because Daniel Jones is healthy, you know, in the beginning part of the year. Like, some of that does go on Jones. I know guys around him haven't been totally healthy either, but still, like, I just I want to see, I want to like try to figure out if that's like the worst ever. Because that's just bad. And especially in a league where it's built for offense now. Like the league is built, the rules are built for quarterbacks and offenses to succeed. And the Giants haven't done that all year. And That's such a major problem now in 2021. I just again, and this offense looked on paper going in. I know they they have not played well at all, but the offense looked like they were going to be able to compete, and it just has not all year. The giant, Hector's Giants are like a nail in a tire. Instead of replacing it, they are keep airing it up, hoping to stay inflated. (laughs)
2: Yeah, 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 exactly, 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 exactly. But, like, but to lead to your point, yeah, Daniel Jones is responsible. Obviously, Dave Gettleman's going to be gone. But hearing the rant on Sunday from Joe Judge, just, just, uh, there's no way, there's no way, Joe, you know, we said, the Giants need a new coaching staff and definitely need a pass rusher. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, the hearing the rant from Joe Judge. Shows you why he definitely should not be the head coach of that, of that team. This 11-minute rant after the game to the Bears. I mean, three things I really took out of it. Uh, one, he completely calls out the a team you're playing next week. He completely calls <laughs> them out. He says, "This ain't no clown show organization. We're having fist fights on, on the on the sidelines." Uh, yeah, I, I agree with Obi's comment there. Judges lost the locker room.
0: Yeah, yeah. what Ooh.
2: what the heck are you talking about? About we don't have any fist fights on the side. You're just calling on another team. Number two, he completely called out Pat Shermer. And yeah, I'm not saying Pat Shermer was a good coach. But he did a better he did a better job than you've done with this team. The team was actually he said the team quit under Pat Shermer, which is a lie, which is a complete lie. If you look at the they they finished that season two and two. They they, uh, they, they, they were competitive against the Eagles and they lost in overtime. They beat the beat the Dolphins and they beat they beat they beat Washington and. They actually were competitive until the fourth quarter against the Eagles. So there was no, yeah, the team wasn't good, but there was no in that team in 2019. So that was their lie. And then, and then the biggest, and the most disturbing thing he said is, people call me twice a week uh to, 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 and say they miss playing here. I guarantee you, Kyle, you've checked the phone records. I want to see the phone records. I guarantee you, Kyle, Fackrell, Dalvin Thompson, and Colt McCoy have not called you once since they left the Giants. They probably haven't even had a conversation with you. That is a, that is a lie. That is why this guy has got to be gone. This guy has got to get fired. I know that there would be. I know it'd be another coaching change, but this guy, this was a horrendous hire. This guy has got to be gone.
1: Yeah. Um. Now, yeah, the clown show one was great. Yeah, Ron Rivera listened to those things, so I like. I expect Ron Rivera. He's got the chance to run it up this week. Like, I, I fully expect him to run it up. And I fully. They missed playing for Bill, uh, Bill Parcells. Uh. Yeah. They, they. They. That. That was the best. Like. Huh? Like you're four and twelve. Giants need Tom Coughlin to be president of operations. Because I know me and Jace are yeah, we'll kind see. of talking, like, you know, but like I, the bad blood, you know, Jace mentioned there. Yeah, there's, I, a think, there's a lot of bad blood. There's a lot of
2: bad blood because yeah, because amara because uh, Coughlin when he got fired, or he got fired. Don't give me the resign. Not say that he resigned. He got fired. He walked right by John Mara, or, or, and, and then yeah. He walked right by John Mara, and then John Mara a couple weeks ago says. Oh, I think I found my next Belichick or Parcells. And doesn't even mention Tom Coughlin, who won him two Super Bowls.
1: Yeah, that that, that was an insult to uh, Tom. So, I yeah, I don't know if Tom Coughlin will want to come back and work for John Mara. So, yeah, I just, you know, and then the other part, too, with the fans, I get 12 emails a day from the fans, like, encouraging me. I'm like, maybe that happened last year, maybe at the end of last <laughs> year. But this year, <laughs> I, I can't imagine any giant fan is to- – encouraged by you i I really can't emails
2: that are there are no encouraging emails that are going on there no encouraging emails
1: no and then isn't it like tampering too if like former players like calling you up twice a week like saying how much they missed you like isn't that kind of tampering or with the contract yeah yeah
2: but but again there's no way those players are even calling him in the first place he's just he's just standing up there looking like a fool in front of the microphone and in new york you cannot do that at all
1: no and he's selling this is all for just he's just trying to sell it to John Mayer. That's all he's doing. The culture is not using the
2: foundation. Yeah. yeah what what culture is being built? What culture is being built? Oh, discipline. How about the discipline in the uh the discipline in the uh in the squashing game in the in the Kansas City game, in the Kansas City game? What about you know the, the, this week? I mean, special teams is supposed to be your your area of strength, and you saw that play where the, they just let the ball fall on the one yard line, then that led to a safety. It's just everything he's preached has not has not came to fruition. It's it's and that's why this man needs to be fired.
1: Absolutely, you know, absolutely. It just. Hasn't worked. It just hasn't worked. And then, you know, twenty eighteen would bring up oh, I was gonna, you know, me and the staff over fired. You saw the page in twenty eighteen. They
2: won a Super Bowl. What is he talking about? Yeah, that you, you were know, six. You were was, six. You were six and two at the middle of that season. How'd you think? That, how'd you think you were gonna get fired? I mean, yeah, there was there was right. some, as we know, there were some issues with Brady, Gronk, and Belichick at the time. But we're <laughs> six and two. How do you think, in the middle of the season, you were gonna get fired?
1: Yeah. I, I, you know, like I didn't get that. Cause I was like, wait, you're still with us. Like we want to sue. How do you think you're going to, I, I just, yeah. It's just, the guy just seems like a half the code, you know, liar just seems like a liar. You know, um, <laughs> you know, it's always kind of just that's something the NFL addressing now, you know, about the tampering stuff we're talking about. Um, and the stats, every fourth head coach has won a Super Bowl for the New York Giants. Interesting.
2: Yeah. But uh, yeah. But yeah. you know, the way know. the Giants are going right now, I don't know if that's going to be true, but yeah, good point. Bobby. Maybe that can give us some hope there.
1: Hope, yeah. They, that's we need the hope, and then therefore we need Judge fired. The next head coach will win it for the fans. Yeah, you know, yeah, you, 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 There's you know the hope that I think you got need or not, because just I just I don't know any bright spot. I think the only bright spot is the two draft picks, the new GM, and then yeah, the two you top know.
2: ten picks. And that's the reason why you need to go to the head coach because you don't want to limit your 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 choices as the GM. This is that's pretty appealing when you have two first round picks. But if they gotta if they gotta keep Joe Judge, a great candidate is not going to go to the Giants. They're not they're not going to choose the Giants. If they have the choice between the Giants, the Bears, or the Vikings. They're definitely choosing the Bears or the Vikings over the Giants if Joe Judge is still there.
1: Yeah, and they totally should. You got a young, really bright quarterback in Justin Fields in Chicago. I know you don't have a first round pick this year, but you know, it is Chicago, New York Yeah, you know, Minnesota, yeah, it sounds like, you know, they, they have some, they have some core pieces in Minnesota. It's like the Giants right now, again, they probably have to go to a full rebuild or, you know, close to it, I guess, you know, of kind of getting rid of everybody kind of cleaning house. And, and yeah, I know it's tough. You don't want to fire another coach after two years, but you know, I don't see this team fighting for him. I've seen this team just shut down and. You know, we kind of – as you mentioned, the numbers. Like, they just cannot – they don't score. And he mentions too, with, like, the two big fourth-down stops, you know, the last two weeks. It's like – but more than, more than likely, those were, like, against the backups, too, I believe. Like, it's your first-team defense going away at your second-team offense, or, or yeah, you know they're kind of going to run the football.
2: He's referencing all the positives when it doesn't even matter.
1: No. Yeah. That, yeah. Like, it just – I, you know, it's just – it hasn't worked out. I thought last year, towards the end, I thought the Giants made a really nice hire and this thing was going to work out. And again, I was totally wrong because it just, this year has just been a total, uh, you know, embarrassment to the Giants yet again. Yeah. In a year that they weren't supposed to be a rebuild, which it yeah. seems like the last kind of couple of years, like the Giants, you know, especially towards the end of Eli, like this wasn't, you know, they weren't supposed to be rebuilding. They're supposed to kind of be competing. And it's, it was the same thing this year. Like we were supposed to compete in the NFC East. And they just flopped, absolutely flopped. Oh yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And, re- and the biggest reason for that, I think, obviously, they need the, the, co- the GM has got to go. But but GM's obviously got to go. But Joe Judge has had a terrible year as the head coach. Had a terrible year, and the quarterback had, didn't take it to the next level either. But with the class being so being so poor, you might as well just stick with them for one more year. But the biggest reason was was one of the biggest reasons why this team had the season they had. It was Joe Judge had an absolutely terrible year.
1: Yeah, absolutely, he he did, and I know he hasn't made a ton of like, what are you doing on the field kind of you know moments. I mean, he hasn't a ton. I know he's had kind of a couple, but like, it's kind of been yeah, it's just the team. I thought just has not looked good at all, uh, especially the offense. It just doesn't look like a team that's gotten much better, and I, that's kind of the big disappointment. I think I know there's been a ton of injuries and all that, but the team just had not gotten better. And I'll actually, I just want to I'll end on the suit with Jones. You know, with the fifth-year contract, I know that they got to kind of decide the summer. I kind of am in the set right binds you know, I kind of think I wouldn't give it to him right now and kind of make him earn it after Oh, I completely next year. agree,
2: and you, you don't want that cap hit in 2023. I completely agree not to give him the fifth-year yeah. option. I, I I definitely don't want to give him the fifth-year option.
1: Yeah, I don't think he can, right? That's a lot of money for a guy that just really hasn't proven that he deserves to get it yet. I think he's got the talent, but – We'll see. Actually, one more, actually, because um, his college coach, David Cutler got fired at Duke. Maybe Bremen's a quarterback, because I've heard a lot of great things about him and, and kind of building up quarterbacks and all that. Again, I know it depends on what happens to the coaching staff, but maybe not a bad one for at least quarterbacks coach. Maybe. I don't yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah that's not a bad move. I would, I,
2: yeah, I wouldn't mind that move. I wouldn't mind him being a quarterbacks coach. It, but for Joe Judge. Hopefully, next yeah. year he's back. Your coaching staff being like an assistant special teams coach because he has been a complete disaster as Giants head coach.
1: He has. And, you know, Bill, Bill likes to, you know, like to bring back his former guys that didn't work out. You know, he, brought, he, back brought, Patricia. Back, he brought,
2: brought back Patricia. He brought back McDaniels. He brings he's, them all back. He brings them all back. So yeah. let, let him stay on your staff being a, being, a, being like a assistant special teams coach. Let, let him be there. I do not want him being the head coach of my team. But sure we, we got to move on to our best bets this week. And, uh, <sighs> Uh, for me, my first one is I got the Steelers uh, beating the uh, – winning and covering against the Ravens. I think there's a good chance Lamar doesn't play this week and it's Tyler Huntley again. I think T.J. Watt could very easily break Michael Strahan's single-season single season record uh, for, for sacks, single-season uh, record for sacks in a season. All he needs is uh, two – he needs one to tie, two, two, uh, two to get it. That would get him at 23.5 sacks. Right now he's clearly the defensive player of the year. I think it's in a low-scoring competitive game. Mike Tomlin, who is to me a Hall of Fame coach, has never had a losing season. Uh, I, I think I think they win that game. They don't make the I don't think they make the playoffs, but they make it interesting on Sunday, beating the Ravens. Uh, second, I got the Dolphins plus seven against the Patriots. I think the Dolphins they play the Patriots tough. The Patriots struggle down in Miami. I think they definitely cover, and I got them winning this game against the Patriots, even though it doesn't matter to them. I got them winning this game against the Patriots. And then I got the Chargers in the Sunday night game against the uh, Raiders. I think that they're, as, we, as I said earlier, to, to show. I think they're clearly the better team, and I think they win and cover and get into the playoffs. Justin, your best bets.
1: My three, I got this week. I got the Baltimore Ravens at home. I'm going opposite to you. I just think the way they the Steelers left that game Monday night, and then I heard the post game comment too. Like you know, he's like, "Oh yeah," you know, Ben is like, "Oh yeah, we have a game Sunday." Like I just think the emotional roller coaster after Monday night. I just think Baltimore, even without Lamar Jackson, I thought they put hard last week into Rams. I think it's just a tough ass to come back for for the Steelers to, you know, find a way this week after that emotional game Monday night to be able to come back, go to Baltimore, which again, doesn't matter who Baltimore is going to have playing if it's Lamar Jackson or not, they're going to love to knock off. Just make sure that the Steelers have zero chance to make the playoffs. I'll take the Ravens at home to knock off the Steelers. Then I got the Dol- Miami Dolphins as well. Yes, they always play the Patriots tough. I think it's a game where the Patriots can win, but I don't think they blow them out. I don't think this I think this is a one-score game either way, and I think the Miami keeps it close. I think two plays well enough to kind of keep the Dolphins in it. I think the Patriots find a way to win, um, you know, and the Patriots do find a way to win, but the Dolphins will cover. And then I got the Jets as well. I'll take a flyer with them. I, I don't know what I'm getting from the Bills, and I think the Bills are going to have to run the ball a lot on Sunday. I know the Jets aren't great at stopping the run. But again, Allen was. I assume Allen plays better. I assume he could have a big day on the ground. I thought Wilson played better. I thought that. I think the Jets. I know they've had kind of COVID and some injury issues defensively. But this is a Jet team that's been playing really hard the last few weeks under Robert Sala. I think they come out yet again. I think they play hard for him, and I don't think they win. But I think they keep it closer than seventeen points. I'll take the Jets as a flyer to keep it close um, as my third bet of the week.
2: Yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens there. It should be interesting to see what happens, especially in those games in the AFC East. But we got to continue to talk about the Sunday slate. And I know we've just we both this was both of our best bets on both sides. You, I like the Steelers. You like the Ravens. But got the Steelers heading to Baltimore to try to keep their slim playoff hopes alive against the Ravens. And I, th- as I said, I think they do. I think I just don't. I think they're they're, they're the team that's playing better right now. I, TJ Watt has been outstanding. Yeah. You could blame Ken Stefanski for not actually putting, giving uh, his right tackle any kind of help in that game. That's another story, nice. the way the Browns coached that game on Monday night. That was, that was absolutely pathetic. But yeah, I I think that the Steelers are playing better right now than the Ravens. I think it's a close competitive game, but I think the Ravens lose another close one. And I got the Steelers winning 20 to 17. But Justin, you like it the other way. You like the Ravens to, to uh, end any these these the Steelers' slim playoff hopes. And the Ravens yeah, can still get in two, two if they get a bunch of but they need mm-hmm. a ton of help.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they need a bunch. So I know they're not dead yet. Um, I have the Ravens win this game close. I think, yeah, 20 to 14. Now I had 2016, but because of the line, I got of gotta change the score, I guess, a bit. Um, because I saw it three half originally. But yeah, I think the Ravens come in and they're gonna they're gonna ruin any chance. They still have a slim chance here to get a win, you know, to bait the playoffs. But I let their defense play well. I think they could force a couple of turnovers this week. I think the Ravens get after Big Ben. I just, I just mostly, I just think of the emotional roller coaster after Monday night. Now it's a short week, everything that just happened. I just, you know, TJ Watt, yeah, he, you know, the way the Ravens off the line's been, I think he's going to get the sack record. And two, you know, he didn't, he did play all the, you know, 18 games too. So it's like, you don't even have to put an asterisk next to his name. He missed a couple games, so, which is even more impressive. But yeah, as long as the Ravens slow so down Deontay Johnson this time, I think he had a, over 100 yards the first time, and I think he had eight or nine catches. He, he beat them the first time. I know Ravens' secondary is kind of banged up all year. But I'll take the Ravens. I'll, t- I'll take Harbaugh and Baltimore to come out and any and hopes the Pittsburgh Steelers have of making the playoffs.
2: We got an AFC South matchup down in Jacksonville. The Colts, they win this game. They're in the playoffs. If they lose, they need a ton of help. Uh, on Sunday, but I think they're not going to have a problem winning this game. I think the running game, Jonathan Taylor's going to have a big day. I think Carson Wentz is going to throw a couple touchdown passes. And I think the defense is going to force turnovers from Trevor Lawrence, the Jaguars right now, them and the giants are the two worst teams in football. I, I think that that can, the Jaguars continue to continue to play poorly. And I got the Colts getting into the playoffs, beating the Jaguars 34 to 10, but Justin can Trevor Lawrence somehow lead the lead the Jags to an upset and ruin the Colts season.
1: I can't see it. I got the Colts 27-14. Um, yeah, I think this should be one of Carson Wentz's better games. I don't think they're have to use them much. I know the first time was 23-17, the Colts, but the Colts in that game were one for 4 in the red zone. You know, I, I can't see them going that poorly again when they get the opportunity, especially, you know, with the chance of kind of winning get in. I, I think the Colts come out, do whatever it takes. I think, yeah, Lawrence is going to throw a couple picks like he has. He's really struggled. You know, again, I know he had a touchdown last week, his first one in, like, five or six weeks, but he had three interceptions as well. I think the Colts pick him off a couple of times. You know, for for Trevor, I just I just don't think he's had a lot of time, like kind of been all year. And I think he throws to the wrong team. And you know, it, it's gonna be a rough one to, once again for Trevor Lawrence. I just I can't see him having much success with the Colt team that needs a win to get in. I j I can't see the, the Jaguars knocking him off even if it's in Jackson. Even even if it's in, you know, even that it's in Jacksonville, I, I just can't see it happening.
2: Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So yeah, so I we both have the Colts uh, advancing onto the playoffs, but we got an AFC West matchup in Denver as there's as the Chiefs who had a tough loss last week. Probably going to cost them the number one seed. They go to they go to they go to Denver to face the Broncos, and I think the Chiefs bounce back this week. I think Mahomes has a good week. I think they run the football. I think the Broncos. Are, 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 I think Vic Fangio is, is done in Denver. Right? The Broncos are going to have a rough day. I think Drew Locke's going to throw a couple picks. I got the Chiefs winning this one big. I got the Chiefs 30-13 over the Broncos. But Justin, can the Broncos de- contain Mahomes and help give them and, and give them their second straight loss going into the playoffs?
1: I can't see it. I get the Chiefs 34 17. Um, I thought Denver even last week just kind of quit on Vangio out there. I thought they were horrible into the Chargers. They, you know, they couldn't make many stops at all. I know, you know, Locke got hurt as well, but you know, I, I just can't now now you're playing a motivated Kansas City team come off a loss. Yeah, they're probably gonna be stuck with the two. Um, but I, I just think this Kansas City team gets back on track this week. I think you know, Hill Kelsey have some big days. I think Damian Williams runs the ball well. And I think the Chiefs move up and down the field on them. I can't see Denver making enough stops. And, you know, again, that third meeting, too, I think Denver had the ball for, what, like 36 or 37. They held the ball for the whole second quarter, so their defense really didn't get tested the first time around. But this time I think it will because I don't think they're, you know, they're not going to have Teddy Bridgewater this time to be able to kind of keep them in it. So I got the chart. I mean, the Chiefs winning big 34-17.
2: AFC South matchup in Houston. The Titans trying to get number one seed. Or trying to get the number one seed. Got a very good chance of getting against the Texans. And I think the Texans they played hard. I think they're going to compete in this game. Try because they did beat the Titans earlier in the season. I think they're going to try to you know try to you know make it tough on the Titans. They're going to make it that easy on the Titans. I think they're going to play hard like they have uh, all season long. Uh, that's why their coaching staff has probably bought themselves another year. But I, I think that uh, I think the Titans win this game. Uh, in the they pull away in the second half and win this game pretty easily. I think AJ Brown has a good game. I think Foreman has a pretty good game on the ground. I think Campbell throws a couple touchdown passes. I got the Titans getting the number one AFC beating the Texans twenty eight to ten. But just can the Texans sweep the Titans and and uh, and and ruin their chance to get the number one seed?
1: I can't see it. I get the Titans twenty four to ten. Um, you know, yeah, Houston playing hard. I think they will once again. Um, you know, but I think they show us off the run at Dante Foreman who they've really him going. And I think that's going to be a huge key for the Titans in the playoffs with him and Henry going back and forth. Um, You know, I just can't see Ryan Tannehill throwing the ball 52 times this time around in this matchup and throwing four interceptions. So I think, you know, Houston's going to play hard. I think Davis Mills probably gets sacked a bunch. I can't see the Texans, the way the way the Titan defense are playing, I can't see Davis Mills, run, you know, going, going up and down the field against this defense. So I think their offense is going to struggle, and I think their defense as well is going to struggle to get off the field. I think they're going to have a hard time slowing down the running game of the Titans this weekend.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So we got some meaningless games. We're going to just quickly go through. First, we got a game. Yes, it does mean something to the Bengals, but it probably isn't because the Chiefs are probably going to win. So they don't think the Bengals have any shot at getting home field. It looks like the Bengals are because they look, they're sitting Joe Burrow, Mixon and Trey Henderson uh, are on the COVID-19 reserve list. So it looks like those guys are going to sit. So I think the the only reason I think that's and, and I think that the Browns will win this game because the Bengals will play their second team guys. Even the Browns have looked terrible, uh, especially last week against the Steelers. But Case Keenum will start. They'll run. They'll run the ball with with the Ernest Johnson. He'll have a pretty good game on the ground. And I think in a close competitive game, I got the Browns finishing eight and nine, beating the Bengals seventeen to ten. Justin, who do you got?
1: Yeah, I get the Browns sixteen to fourteen. Um, it's Cleveland. What a what a embarrassment of a year. This has been you know. After last year, you thought maybe something was coming, and you know, they've just kind of been horrible. And you know, and possibly could this be Baker's last start in Cleveland? Maybe, it, uh, you know, I think he, it sounds like they're going to bring in somebody to challenge him at least next, you know, this summer. So we'll see. But yeah, I think Cleveland does find a way. Hopefully, they actually try to use Nick Chubb this week because again, they just didn't once again last week. So he might not I even
2: play. He's, he's, he's banged up. He might not even play in the game, and he probably should. Yeah, this game means nothing.
1: I guess probably not. If he is banged up, probably not. Probably best just to, you know get get him going for the offseason. But it is a disgrace that they just have not really used him the last few weeks. But um, yeah, I think Cleveland finds a way to knock off the Bengals second team, sixteen to fourteen.
2: Uh, we got a game in Detroit between the Lions and the Packers. It's a tough game to pick because you don't know what Aaron Rodgers' plans are. He want I I mean listen, I'm for playing the starters. I really am for playing starters. In certain situations, like the Giants at that giant Patriot year, where it was we all remember that game where the Giants were fifteen, the Patriots were fifteen and zero, Giants ten and five, uh, and, and the Giants had clinched the playoff spot the week before in Buffalo. and And uh, I was for them playing this for for the Giants playing the Stars because I think that offense needed to stay. They needed to, that offense needed needed that game to get on track and, and and really give that team confidence to beat the to see if they could beat the Patriots if they play them in the Super Bowl. In this situation, though, I think the Packers need to sit their starters and they need to sit Aaron Rodgers. And I know Aaron Rodgers wants to play, he wants to stay sharp. I know he doesn't want to have two bye weeks in a row, but with his toe injury, he's got to be healthy for the playoffs. And I think I think eventually the Packers are their starters, a ton of their starters in this game. And and I don't know if Jared Goff's gonna play or not, but I, I do think the Lions, because they they have competed for Dan Campbell, I do think they win this game just because they're gonna play more of their starters than the Packers. That's why I got him winning to twenty to thirteen. Justin, who do you got?
1: I had the Packers nineteen to seventeen. My kind of um, kind of words here on Rogers is if he really wants to play, I would manage it like week three or week four in the preseason. And just let him go for a drive or two. Just get him out there. Especially with a toe injury. Like I don't think you want to force anything here. And then again, we saw Jordan Love. They they, they got no chance with Jordan Love out here to win probably a, a playoff game. That's you know not you know, so. I'd probably just go for a series or two. A quarter at the most and then sit them the rest of the game, sit the rest of the starters. That's what I would do from the Packers. And I think they do find a way if golf players are not. The battle of the back, you know, back quarterbacks last year in Green Bay. Tim Boyle was there last year. Um, uh, you know, I guess another audition here for Jordan Love. I think he probably plays a little bit better against the Lions, but not great still. And I think Green Bay does find a way to win the game. Um, 19 to 17 over over Detroit.
2: Another meaningless game in Week 17 against two teams that will probably be cleaning house. Coach and GM. Bears travel to Minnesota to face the Vikings. I'm taking the Vikings because they got the more talented team and the better quarterback, Justin. Who do you got?
1: Yeah, the Vikings 21-17. Yeah, the biggest battle on this one is uh, which coach gets fired first on Sunday or Monday morning. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yes. Yeah. I, I got the I hate the Vikings. Hey, the Bears haven't quit on Matt Nagy. I respect that because we've all known that rating on the wall for a while. But yeah, I got I got the Vikings going taking taking down the bears on sunday
2: all right we'll go to the nfc west and we got a matchup where the seahawks are trying to spoil the cardinals chance to win the nfc west obviously the cardinals will need help from the 49ers too we got the cardinals facing off with the seahawks and in this game i think russell wilson will, they'll compete the seahawks will compete in the game but eventually the team that it means more to is going to win i think kyler murray is a big week uh, uh th- throwing the ball i think they force a turnover from the seahawks they get pressure on wilson and force a turnover that's why i got the cardinals finishing 12 and 5 Beating the Seahawks 31 to 20, but Justin can Russell Wilson end the Cards' chance to win the NFC West?
1: Uh, it's very highly unlikely. I got the Cardinals 24 to 20. I think they keep it close, but the Cardinals have not been good at home. They're three and four at home this year, and they've lost four straight. So, if were try a penny the last two weeks to gone over 100 yards, if they can run the football like they have, then I do think they have a very good chance to win this game. You know, probably the last game for Russell Wilson in Seattle seems like the writing's on the wall there. could be the last game for Pete Carroll. You know, they they Seattle's offense really played well. Finally, he got, you know, him and DK Metcalf are on the same page. Like, if they can continue to be on the same page this week, he can make a couple plays and keep this thing close. I do think Seattle covers. I just – I still can't really trust the Cardinals. Even, you know, they, they get a nice one last week. I But I think Seattle plays hard. I think because it's probably Russell's last game in Seattle. I think he does play well. I think he plays hard. I think the team plays hard around him. But I just think the Cardinals have a little bit too much talent and a little bit too much to play for for Seattle to win this one. Cardinals 24-20. to
2: All right, we got a huge game in L.A. this week. It's huge for the 49ers. They win and they're in. And if the Rams win, they win NFC West. I mean, this should be, this should be a great game. The big question is, is who are the 49ers going to play at quarterback? Are they going to play Jimmy Garoppolo or are they going to play Trey Lance? And I've heard from Kyle Shanahan, if Garoppolo's not 100%, they're probably going to sit him and they're probably going to play Trey Lance. If Garoppolo's 100 percent I play him in the game because the game again, the 49ers game against the Texans, they only had 10 points going into the fourth quarter. I mean, Trey Lance, he managed the game well, but they got they, they're going to need a quarterback that's going to play a little bit better. I think I got to go with the more experienced quarterback here, and I got to go with the quarterback that's uh that's beaten the Rams five consecutive times. The, the 49ers beaten the Rams five consecutive times with Jimmy Garoppolo. We're not saying Garoppolo's great, but I think Garoppolo definitely gives the Niners have a better chance to beat the Rams in this game that's in this game but for this game I think this is a close competitive game I think both quarterbacks turn the ball over each way I think the Niners have success running the football but in this close competitive game we're going to go with the team with the better defense and the quarterback that's going to make less mistakes and ironically I think that quarterback might be Matthew Stafford I think it's a close competitive game but I got the Rams uh hurting the Niners playoff hopes and winning the NFC West I got them beating the Niners 23 to 20 but Justin can the Niners win their sixth in a row against the Rams and clinch a playoff spot?
1: If Jimmy G plays, I think they do. I get the same exact score, through twenty 23 20 If Jimmy G plays, I'll, I'll take the Niners because, you know, I think that experience there and the way they absolutely destroyed him the first time, Jimmy G played pretty well. But if it is Trey Lance, um, you know, I think the Rams stack the box and kind of try to make Trey Lance beat them through the air. You know, I think some gadget plays could be – really key using continues like Debo Samuel in this game. Um, you know, again, if the Niners can run the football effectively, which I just think if there's no Jimmy G, I just, I think that Rams is key on that. And I think it's a hard time for the Niners, but then I think Matthew Stafford keeps them in the game. I just, I have not liked the way he's played. I think he's made a couple of big turnovers the last couple of weeks that have kept his opponents in the game. I think it's very possible. He could do that again. Um, you know, and the Niners—the first time they're around, they're great on third down. They're nine for twelve. Like if they can get the third of manageable, and they can run, and they don't have to use Lance's arm, then they could have some success in this game, and very possibly win it. But without without Jimmy G, I just can't see the Niners knocking off the Rams with Matthew Stafford on Sunday.
2: Yeah, I mean it's going to be a very hard spot. I, I mean, obviously, he obviously Lance is going to be the starter no matter what. But it's just a very very hard spot for Trey Lance to go into in this game. So it's a very very interesting decision to see what Kyle Shanahan has done. But yeah, this is just a it's just all your. This is really a game. You this is a great game to be in that 425 window. You got a team that you know is going to win a division t- that could win a division title and a team that's going to fight for the playoffs. I mean, I'm re- this is the game most excited to see in week, seven, week 18.
1: Yeah, this should be, yeah, this should be a good one. Um, you know, this one, obviously the Raiders, just because, you know, my dad and brother being Raiders fans, they're not in too many games like this. So like I am cheering for the Raiders. I want to see them get in. I know it's kind of been a lot of disappointment. So like this is that's game number, you know, the the you know, Rams, Niners game is number two. Number one's gotta kinda be the Raiders for me. I've always like, you know, I've always cheered for the Raiders, I guess, you know, when they're not playing the Patriots or you know, it doesn't affect the Patriots, so I, I gotta say the Ra- Ra- Raiders, Chargers, good division game Sunday night. Um, you know, and I'm rooting for Derek Carr. I want to see Derek Carr get in. You know, get a playoff chance. Of, you know, he's robbed it a couple of years ago. So, I think for me, it's, it's the Chargers Raiders for me. Um, you know, hopefully Vegas does somehow knock them off and gets in the playoffs.
2: So back to the NFC playoff race, and we got a NFC South matchup down in Atlanta as the Saints are trying to they, – they need the uh, Rams to beat the Niners. So the Saints are trying to get a playoff spot. They face the Falcons, who have been – Matt Ryan has had a good year. I mean, they've been better than a lot of people thought this year, especially early in the season. A lot of people thought the Falcons would be terrible early in the season. Matt Ryan has had a really good year. I think it's a close competitive game that comes right down to the end. But I th- I, because I think Taysom Hill manages the game. I think Kamara does enough on the ground. I, I think Matt Ryan makes a play but makes a mistake in this game. I think it comes down to the end where Matt Ryan has the ball in his hands. But, the, just, but just like last week, the Saints' defense makes a play, and that's why I got the Saints getting the number seven seed in the NFC and getting to the playoffs. I'm beating the Falcons 23-17. But, Justin, can the Falcons sweep the Saints and ruin their playoff hopes?
1: I can't see it. I got the Saints 20-13. You know, I think the first time around the Saints kind of came off that big win scant Tampa Bay, and Matt Ryan kind of torched them. And I know the Saints' secondary still isn't great. Um, but this defense has really stepped up. You know, the saints have played well in the road. They're five and three and the Falcons have really struggled at home. They're two and five. You know, I think yet again, I think the saints defense steps up. I think they make a couple of key plays offensively. You know, I think they do cause a couple of turnovers. And yeah, I don't think the saints offense is much, but I think with Taysom Hill, they do what they have to do. They score enough to win this game. I think he, you know, um the Kamara, I think, yeah, yeah, I think he could have a big day on the ground against the Falcons. So, I just – I can't see the Falcons being able to to um, score enough right now against the Saints defense unless it tastes, they're going to have to force Taysom Hill to throw a couple of picks. He may, but, you know, he may throw one or two, but I don't – I still don't think it's going to be enough. I think it's just Saints defense shuts down this Falcons offense and they go to the playoffs.
2: And Tester's got a comment. Isn't it, isn't it crazy that our picks for this week's – it speaks volumes of who you think is going to make the playoffs and who isn't. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And obviously, and we'll get to that. I mean, in the NFC, I I, I already know which seeds. I know I already know the seeding, how it's going to be in the NFC for both of our teams. In the NFC, we I we obviously we both have we both have the uh, obviously. They clinch, so they'll be the one seed. We have the we have the Rams as the two seed because we both picked them. Uh, we have the Buccaneers as the three seed. We got the Cowboys as the four seed. We got the uh, we got the Cardinals as the five seed. We got the uh, the Eagles as the uh, Eagles as the six seed, and that's where I we had it all planned out. And we got the Saints as the seven seed. So mm. that's the seeds we have it. We have in the in the NFC. Over in the AFC, I think my seeds are a little bit different, Dustin, because I have the Patriots losing. But but uh, we we have the Titans as the number one seed, the Chiefs as the two seed. I think eventually the because the Bills are the Bills are going to win. So have the Bills is the three seed, the Bengals is the four seed. Five through seven could vary for me because I don't know how that's going to get figured out. But I think for Justin, I think the Pat, I think how Justin has the Patriots are going to play the Bengals, uh, the Bills are going to play the Colts. That's going to be a tough matchup for the Bills going to play Jonathan Taylor, and then the Chiefs are going to play the Chargers.
1: Yeah, yeah, that Bills, uh, yeah, that Bills, uh, Colts one rematch from last year. Um, but yeah, it, it is, it is crazy how it, it could really kind of differ, kind of the our seedings and all that. Um, yeah, you know that's. That's a great thing when it's, you know, we got all these kind of playoffs scenarios in week 18, you know, and, you know, it says what kind of happened when they kind of changed the last week of the year to all the vision games, it does bring a lot of, you know, quality games and, and a lot of kind of, you know, um, toss-ups where, yeah, it, it could really change the picture of the um, playoff seating and, and who's in, who's out. So um, yeah, it, it, it is pretty, it is pretty crazy.
2: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It should be a really, really interesting Week 18 all around the league. But we got the national championship game on Monday night. But before we talk about that, we got a promo from Clovercrest Media.
0: So, Jess, why did you become a
2: realtor?
3: I worked in various customer service jobs, so I wanted something a little bit more rewarding. um, Becoming a real estate agent, being able to help people find their forever homes or their investment homes, starter homes. It's very exciting, so a lot of fun.
0: Now, uh, you've gotten off to a really good start in your real estate career. What has been the most rewarding part of this for you so far?
3: Helping people, especially like first-time home buyers, um, finding their first home. They're so excited. I'm um, so excited to help them, so it's a nice rewarding part.
0: What is it that you think makes you different than other real estate agents?
3: I think that my various roles in customer service has helped me. So. I like to ask a lot of questions and I want to know what I'm doing. So I think that helps a lot because I'm not going to steer people the wrong way. I'm going to make sure they have knowledgeable decisions um, and help them find the right home.
0: The last thing I'm going to ask you is, and I know these are words that you live by, but the mantra at CTVB Realty is
3: people over paychecks you do the damn thing.
0: And that's what we do.
2: So uh, Monday night is the national championship game between uh, Georgia and Alabama, a rematch of the game in 2017. I think we kind of saw this coming as uh, Alabama and uh, Georgia both dominated in their uh, semifinal games. And uh, for this game, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a great game. It could be a different result than the SEC championship game. I don't think Bama is going to have the same success they did on offense. I think a big reason for that is John Matchie's is going to be out and there's going to be more attention placed on, on, uh, on, on Jamison Williams. And I do think Georgia is going to change the way they play. I think you're going to see them blitz more in this game than they did in the SEC championship game. So I think they're going to make life difficult on on Bryce Young. He's not going to have as good of a game. And I do think that, uh, I do think that uh, Georgia is going to run the ball and they're not going to run it great, but a little better than they did in, in the matchup against, uh, against Alabama. I think this is a really, really close competitive game, but I think the difference is going to be is, is John Batchett being out. Bryce Young's not going to have as good of a game. Brian Robinson, the way Georgia stops the run with Dean, with Dean, Davis, and uh, Walker on, on, on that front seven, they pretty much have shut down the run from everybody all season long. So I don't think Robinson will be anywhere near the factory he was in the game against Cincinnati. So I think it's going to be a close competitive game, but I think the difference is is I usually don't take the better defense in a big game. But I think Bryce Young being this first time in a, in a, in a big game, I think Georgia's defense is gonna be is gonna be, the, is, is, gonna be re, is gonna play really well. I think their running game is definitely gonna be better than Alabama's, and I think it's gonna be the difference. The defense in the running game, I think it's gonna be the difference. And I got Kirby Smart finally winning a big game, finally getting over the hump, finally beating Alabama. That's why I got Georgia winning the national championship, beating Alabama 23 to 20. But Justin, the first question I got is: I got Georgia, but the first question I got is. What does Bama have to do to win this game?
1: For Bama, I think you know, Bryce Young, I think he's done it to get rid of the football quickly this time. Last time I thought, you know, as you mentioned, the Georgia did not blitz, you know, did not blitz a whole t- a whole lot. And I think last time they thought they were gonna get pressure, you know, easily, more easily. So I think, yeah, I, I agree. I think they're gonna Georgia's gonna bring a lot more heat this time. And there's too often the linemen starters that are questionable. Ime um Ikuria Jr. for the tide and, and Chris Owens, who are both you know, their stats are right now are questionable for Monday. So if they lose two guys up front, um, I really think you're going to see Georgia bring the house. So I think for Young, it's going to be tougher this time to kind of scramble around, you know, get outside the pocket, and make some plays outside of that. So I think this time he's going to have to get rid of the football quickly. Uh, also in this game, I think Alabama, and I know they came from behind last time, but I think the time could be different. They fall behind, you know, I, I think they need to play out in front, you know, they need to get out in front in this game just because Georgia's, you know, team is a lot different. You saw when they got to get behind, in, you know, in the SEC championship game. Sestin Bennett's not a guy that can really lead a comeback. You know, they're not a team that wants to, like, you know, hit big plays through the air. They want to, you know, they want to be third and like two, you know, third and, third, you know, third and short, you know. Um, you know, it's a team that wants to run the football first. And, you know, when that game flipped, Georgia really couldn't, do that because you know they can't you know Bennett made a couple of costly plays so for Alabama they gotta get out in front they gotta make Georgia come back you know in this game and then um you know also in this one for um for Alabama is you know who can who else could step up around you know or without John without Mechie you know is that gonna be a Bolden again this time is it gonna be um Billingsley like at tight end like you know Alabama because yes Jamison Williams they're gonna you know, I would assume probably double because the first time they had 164 yards, he torched them the first time. I got to imagine, um, you know, I got to imagine, you know, they're probably in double and try to let like a Slade Bolden kind of beat them or a um, E.G. Hall, like, you know, guys like that. So I, I think for Alabama, somebody's got to step off and be a big playmaker with Williams. So that could take some heat off. And again, maybe they do try to maybe they go back to single coverage on them. And that opens it up for Williams to have another big day against Alabama. Um, it, you know, but it was the first time.
2: What does Georgia have to do to win the game?
1: For Georgia, they got to be a lot better on third down. The first time, Bama was 7 for 14. Georgia was only 3 for 12. As I mentioned, Georgia wants to get like third and set, you know, third and short. They don't, you know, they they really struggle to get um, – they they really struggle – they really struggle in third and long because, you know, they really struggle, of you know, having to kind of rely on throwing the football, They you know, they want to rely on play action when they do have to throw the football. So I think for Georgia, it's got to be, get to third and second. They got to stay in front of the chains as well. You know, it just for third down, when they get to the third down, they got to be better in that area um, because going through for 12, you're not going to be an Alabama team. You got, they got to be a lot better this time on third down. Their secondary number two's got to be a lot better. You know, now without Becky, that's gonna help, but their secondary got torched. And I think that was kind of the one little kind of weakness that they've had, the depth back there. And you kind of saw Alabama kind of torched them, you know, when they got when they got it going when Georgia really couldn't get the brace zone. They didn't have any sacks the first time around. So their secondary's got to play a lot better this time. You know, again, it's gonna help that Alabama does lose their number two wide receiver. But still Jamison Williams is a dangerous wide receiver and he could make a lot of big plays. And then number three, it's Stetson Bennett. I, you know, he's gotta play well. He's gonna, I don't think, you know, he's and gonna he, and, have and to he, make a
2: and he did in the uh, semifinal game against Michigan. Did.
1: Yeah, he played well. You know, he you know, he played really, really well, and I was very impressed with the way he played. I know they got it up to a lead, you know, early, and that really I think settled them in. And I think in this game too, he's got to kind of settle in early. He's going to have to maybe hit a big throw like they did on the first drive against Michigan. You know, they're going to have to really settle, you know, get him kind of, you know, confidence going early in this game. Um, you know, and again, like, I think in the third, fourth quarter, there's going to be a play on like third and six during seven. He's going to have to make, uh, you know, a big throw. He's going to have to get it to like a pick in or, or, you know, one of the tight ends. So, he's going to have to play well. He's going to have to cause he threw two terrible interceptions the first time around. He's going to have to play. He's going to have to play well. Cause I do think Bama is going to score some points against this defense. Once again, um, he's going to have to match them. So I think, you know, for Georgia sets Bennett's got to play well. He doesn't have to, you know, I don't think he's going to throw for like three, three, um, 300, 350, but he just has to play well enough. He's got to make some throws when he needs to. Um, Dig help? Bama got a chance, and we I see comment. James comment here.
2: Should I take Alabama
1: should. plus three or four and four point five? Um, I, 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 if you can I get, get four point, points. if you can get, if you can get them at plus four and a half, I take that number over plus three and a half. I think it's going to be close game either way. Um, but I'd probably take. And I saw your comment earlier too, James. I'd probably take Alabama money line. Um, you know, I'll, I'll kind of say my prediction in a minute, but. I'd probably go Alabama money line too if you wanted to, and then you know, and then if you or if you want, you could probably take Alabama to cover because I I do think it's going to be a pretty close game. I know, but um, so yeah, take the four and a half if you could get it.
2: My philosophy is if Bama's getting points, you take Bama. You take Bama if if they're getting points every single time.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think they've won. Six of the last seven, you know, Saban's been a dog. They've won outright. Then the only one was that '08 um, SC championship game with Tim Tebow led. So that was the only one he's lost outright. So yeah, taking as you know, you're right, Steve. Take, take take Saban as a dog. It's usually a safe bet.
2: So what is your? So what is the key matchup in this game? What is the most important? And what is the what is the key matchup in this game? In this national championship game?
1: I think it's Bama's offensive of line versus Georgia's defensive line. Because if all if Alabama's offensive line can hold Georgia enough and give Bryce Young enough time to be able to get to f- spread the football around, give it to a couple key guys, then I think Alabama wins this game. But if not, if Georgia's defensive line led by like a Jordan Davis, um, you know Dean at the linebacker position, like it, it you know, if Georgia if Georgia can get pressure and this kind of turns into Alabama game against Auburn and they can't, they have no, you know, they can't pass block at all. They can't run block at all. Then I think Georgia wins this football game, you know, because, you know, I don't, you saw that offense, they couldn't do anything to the final few minutes of that game. It's Auburn, you know, so they finally kind of made the adjustments, but so I think for me, it's, you know, that offensive line for defensive line, because I do think that's going to be the true sign of who wins this football game, you know, depending on, you know, Alabama could block well enough, you know, or if Georgia's defensive line could be a game record. Like it has most of the season with the way they've put pressure on a lot
2: of quarterbacks, and I think in the run, I think in the run game that's going to be key too. Because if Alabama gets some sort of a running game, I feel like they're definitely going to win. If Robinson goes for over 100 yards, Alabama will win this game because that's going to open up play action. And Bryce Young is going to have another big game against this Georgia defense.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right about that because the first time they didn't great. Then when they had to, they were you know they they averaged four and a half yards per carry, which. Wasn't bad. And Robinson was banged up too. Now you have a healthy Robinson, but yeah, if you can get those Georgia, Georgia linebackers too, to kind of have to think about play action here and, you know, and kind of like today in Cincinnati where they kept them on their toes. If you can keep those Georgia linebackers on their toes and then that secondary, and then totally, if, they, if they're they able to get that running game going and Georgia has to respect it, then oh yeah, that you're, you're absolutely right. Then that a total, um, Huge thing for Alabama. If they can get that run game going, it's going to be, you know, Georgia could have a tough day slowing down the play action um, off of the run game.
2: Yeah, but I don't think they're going to because no one has ran on Georgia all year long. When you have guys, you have NFL guys like Jordan Davis and a Kobe D in the middle, you're not running the football. I don't care how good your run game is. That's why your defense has been outstanding is the way they've been able to stop the run. But, Justin, I got Georgia. Who do you think wins the national championship?
1: I got to take Bama, 27-21. Until Kirby Smart knocks him off, I, I can't take Kirby in this game. I got to take Nick Saban. Um, he's been great. I should have kind of done it even in the SEC Championship. I should have you know trusted Nick Saban to figure something out. He did. Until Kirby Smart beats him, because I think I think that game is – I still think George, Alabama's in Georgia's heads, and I don't know if this is the one that Georgia finds a way to finally knock him off. So until they do, I got to take the Crimson Tide.
2: Yeah, the thing is is Georgia cannot get off to a bad start. Because they get they get behind early, they get behind by double digits early, they're not going to win the game. They it is imperative for Georgia to get off to a good start. Because even in the games that Georgia's lost, they've always got off to a good start. They got to do it this time. If they don't, Alabama's gonna blow them out.
1: Absolutely. If if Georgia gets behind by a score too early, then yeah, because they're not built to win that way. And yeah, the confidence wise too of kind of just not being able to beat Bama, kind of that's They've been the throne in their side for a while, you know, under Kirby smart. So yeah, if Alabama could get a lead, I think Georgia's a, you know, double digit lead, then yeah, they're in trouble. They're just not built. And for Georgia, yeah, Georgia's starting to fast all year. Georgia's kind of, they've kind of done Alabama's kind of did the same, like they they want to take the lead and they're kind of just going to keep you at arm's length. You're kind of just going to, you know, they're not going to let you, you know, kind of get back in the game whatsoever. So yeah, you know, it, it it's definitely key for Georgia to be able to get that to get that early lead. If they can go down, score a touchdown early, get some confidence going, it's gonna be huge for them. Um, even though they did they did the first time around, and Alabama kind of figured some things out. So yeah, Georgia again, they got to start out fast this time, but don't give it up like they did in the SEC championship game.
2: Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So it should be really interesting what happens Monday night. We'll be back next week recapping that huge national championship game between Alabama and Georgia. So that's going to wrap it up this week on Sports Talk with R&J. For our producer, Jace Garcia, who did a great job. And for Justin Nocfio, I'm Steve Risser. We'll be back next week previewing the wild card round of the NFL playoffs and recapping the national championship game. Have a great weekend, everyone.
0: Joel first down,
2: wide open, it's Barkley. And Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is availability. Saquon Barkley. He's great when he's on the field, but the problem is, since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team.
0: Look at this, they lob it to him, he taps it in on the off glass! How about that? Moore, I think right now, is the best coach of college basketball. Hands down. Finch two for three, he's done his part. Finch is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is... God,
2: they don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball. Because the Yankees are not. are even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the race, and the
0: race do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. Hello, my name is Joe Aguilar. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Man, and great true crime shows like Sticky Week, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burn, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more
2: by visiting...